0: Not because the bad thing didn't happen, but because it did.
1: I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for your own journey, empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Hi, I'm Zivy Ellens, and you're listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. This 30-minute podcast features a new author interviewed by me every single day, 365 days a year for about 30 minutes. Eliza Minot is the author of In the Orchard, a novel. Eliza was born in Beverly, Massachusetts and currently lives in Maplewood, New Jersey with her family. This is her first novel. Welcome, Eliza. Thank you so much for coming on Mom's Don't of Time to Read Books to Discuss In the Orchard. Thank you for having me so much. I'm so delighted to be here. Oh, yay. Could you please tell listeners what your book is about?
1: You know, I just was thinking you're the first person that I'm actually talking about the book with. No way. (laughs) Yeah. And I should have prepared a little better because I was thinking, oh my God, I don't even have my galley near me or, oh, I don't like in terms of a summary. Don't, it doesn't have to be perfect. I know. How about start with this? So I don't put you on
0: the spot. When did you have the idea to write this book? What was the germ of the idea
1: that launched the book? And maybe you'll just like find your way into it excellent question and I can I can summarize it I mean I did write it I can but you know as you might know it's not really heavy plot driven but so when did I have this germ basically it was a long long time ago I like you have four children who are now grown but when I first sold this book I'd written maybe 75 80 pages and it was 2009 or 10 long time ago but you know, I had just given birth to my fourth—not just, but he was very small. All my kids were little; they were close together. You know, within two years of each other. You had four kids in two years? No, no, my God! <laughs> they were within two years of each other. Like, you know, one would be six, one would be almost oh, 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 four. oh, oh, oh Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, okay. no, yeah. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. I was like, wow, that is impressive. <laughs> yeah. How many twins? Is there a triplet thrown in there? How did she do that? Yeah, no, no twins or anything, but it was staggered, you know, sort of every 19, 20 months, but that's a whole other conversation you and I could have, (laughs) I'm sure. But anyway, um, the idea at the time was sort of, you know, there had been the market. Does that like, it was just, I was reading the New York times and there was a big fold out on home equity and debt. And I thought, I had looked at our toilet, which is called American Standard. I don't know why I put those two together, but I thought that will be my next book. It'll be about, you know, middle class, family debt, American debt, you know, money, blah, blah, blah. Needless to say, I did not write it very quickly, nor did I really get to writing it because I thought, you know what, I'm just gonna raise my kids, I'm focusing on this. And I started teaching, so that took up time. I went back, got my master's. I mean, I just was, you can understand, a busy person with sort of thinking of this book the whole time in my mind. And it definitely just veered away from a book about families and debt <laughs> and <laughs> what had been preoccupying me all those years. I know, I was like, am I on the right Zoom? Did I? like? Is this... Yeah, no, I know. It was called The American Standard. It was going to be a whole completely different thing. And as my editor said, it's like, I think it's outgrown that title. You know, it's it just became, I could summarize it as one review, an ode to motherhood or maternal things but all of the confusing things that I was preoccupied during those times I mean not confusing as all we all are born and we all die and we all have had someone care for us whether it was a mother or surrogate mother someone like a mother family member guardian whoever somebody does that. And it just blew my mind. I mean, I know it blows all mothers' minds or whoever's doing that caregiving, but it just, it's what I was preoccupied with for so long that I felt like I've got to write something about this before I move on. So even though I wasn't actively working on it, I certainly was doing research. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) It was like all of the kind of contradictions of raising little kids. It's like, it's both terrifying and comforting. It's wonderful and dreadful. It's, you know, miraculous and completely mundane. You know, it's like all of that. I just wanted to try to capture somehow. So what is it about? It's very briefly in a nutshell log line. It's young mother has given birth recently to her fourth baby is having a dream about being debt free which kind of goes back to the original book way back when and wakes up nursing in the middle of the night, thinks about her past, thinks about grief. Her own mother died when she was young, thinks about other mothers that she's met who maybe she knows well and some she doesn't know at all well, but that she deals with on a daily basis. Or it's just kind of all that input of all those other minds. And then the family rises and goes to an apple orchard and they have, not they. The mother, her name is Maisie, with her little newborn Esme, who she's with all the time. She shouldn't be going to an orchard when the baby is only two weeks old, but this is the kind of situation that we're in. So she's kind of pushing it. And she has two interesting interactions with older women, one quite old and one sort of grandmother age, and a younger woman who just found out she's pregnant. So that's not giving anything away, not that there's any high stakes, but there's sort of You know, wonder and danger. It makes it sound like a murder mystery in the orange.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like wonder and danger. That's good. Tale of motherhood, wonder and danger. That's, you can use that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, you know, I don't know. It's both expansive and claustrophobic being a mom for sure. And I think the book might be too for, I don't mean that in a bad way, but sort of that in the brain wormhole.
0: Well, it's like someone else's lived experience. You're in someone else's shoes. And it's always interesting, even if you and I are both mothers, right? For how different our experiences are in each moment and and the how some moments are like a thousand years long and others are quick. And I don't know. I, I think it, it adds context to each of our individual lives by hearing about a life like Maisie's and what she's thinking about and dreaming about and doing and and all of that. And some of the stuff that, that doesn't necessarily get talked about front and center, it's important. Yeah. It's all important stuff. So,
1: Thank you. It is also fleeting. I mean, yes. if nothing else, just like when someone dies, when someone grows and is born, I don't know, it's just, it's surreal, yet it's not. It's as real as life gets, but it's kooky. Yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah, trippy. Let's put it that way. How, how old are your kids now? 22, 20, 18, 16. Got it. Yeah. How about you? Are yours? I have twins who will be sixteen in June, and then
0: oh, yeah. so yeah, I skipped the line with the twins there, and then eight and nine. So
1: oh, cute! I know I have little guys. Yeah, that's cute. But, uh, so I have a ways to go, but yes. that's okay. But still, but still, that's fun. I mean, not fun. Twins have always fascinated me, and we won't get into that obviously right now. But to have them at the top of the family must be a cool dynamic, interesting dynamic. Interesting yes. dynamic.
0: Well, exactly. let's, we'll move on because, you know, yes. Uh, but yes, <laughs> no, it
1: is interesting. They're very different kids. I'll just leave it at that.
0: Yes. So wait, tell me about after all this time working on it, pausing, more education, all of it. Tell me about selling it and, and how you went about
1: that whole process. Well, this is an the interesting thing. I sold it. So I wrote two books before, one when I was 29, one when I was Right before, I guess I sold it. It was published when my fourth was born, but I had sold it when my third was being born. Do you know what I mean? Uh Yeah. So I had written them and then sold them to my editor, who I love, who's wonderful. So I thought I'm a writer now. You know, I've got my career. Like I used to work in television and TV, and so I thought I'm in the. I'm living outside of New York. I've got to work, so I'm going to be a big girl and. Write some pages and then sell the book to my editor, and it was at a time when the market was terrible. But wait, so I, wait, is did you say earlier? So this was long time ago. Yes, this was in like 2010. Okay, so know, when you that I wasn't sure if you meant. I'm sorry, beyonds ago. Yeah, no, no, I didn't say it was sold. So I okay, never, okay. I didn't say I was just like working it. But it was the first okay. time I'd sold it early. So it was kind of hanging over me. Like, you know, you got it, but I'm not Anne Rice and my editor's not like, we need it now. You know, it's like, we understand you're raising a family, you're busy. It's your problem, not really theirs. So it evolved and it was more my own headache to not have it turned in. So I'd sold it before, which was both wonderful and not crippling because it wasn't difficult. It was just, let's put it this way. The market wasn't great. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like inspiring amount where you're like, yeah, I got to fix it. Yeah. You know, tie it all up right now. So then how did you know it was done? Good question. You know, COVID actually kind of made me do it. I thought I went to, I was teaching a lot, like, and I thought, you know, the few times that I had like finalist for professor stuff, they were like, you know, you don't have a master's. We can't have you come and teach at here. You can't teach graduate school. So I thought, okay. And Rutgers, Newark is right nearby. Jane Ann Phillips had just started the program there, the MFA, not just, but a few years before. And it was fabulous. I got, I had like a presidential fellowship. I was teaching undergrads. I was being paid to go to school and I was 45. It was great you know, I'd never been really in workshops except for in college. I went to Barnard. That's like where I had writing workshop experience, you know, so that's what I was sort of basing it all on when I was teaching. Like, what else did we do? You know, just go and making it up as I went. So I thought I'll go there and I'll finish my book. And I went and I wrote a lot, but I didn't really, I shared some of American Standard as it was then, but, you know, maybe 15 pages, which some of my what classmates, colleagues would recognize little bits in this book, but it really, I didn't work on it. I worked on other stuff. So that was kind of one of those come out of there and I'm not even still not done with the book, you know, but it still begot a lot of reading and writing and definitely inspiring, you know, just to be back thinking like that and thinking in totally different ways that I hadn't even been thinking at all before, you know. So That was 2017, 2018 that I finished. Then I was teaching a little more. My kids were still completely around because they were all teenagers. So that was probably more, you know, tight house. Let's put it that way. Head (laughs) and mind, you know. (laughs) And then they did start to go off. But then COVID happened and everyone was here. But being stuck in the house, I'd never done this before. And I'd hear about writers, people, artists who get up early in the morning, you know, and get a lot done. I'd think like, oh my God, that's the last thing I would ever be able to do. But I start, I did start to do that, Sibby. And it <laughs> actually worked because I did have a lot of written stuff. Like, and occasionally maybe I'd go up to Maine where my sister has a house for five days and I'd get like sort of 40 pages, you know, like I would do stuff in chunks. So I mm-hmm. had things accumulating. And then I finally was like, okay during COVID when I would get up in the morning and I was quite productive because it was the only time when our house was quiet and it was lovely and I would get work done and it was like being stuck at home. It was good for my work. Let's put it that way. Then I just gave myself a debt, like got to finish by August or whatever. That was 2021, I guess. So now here we are, (laughs) you know, I finished it 2022 final and then now it's finally going to come out. Oh my gosh. So it's not like I was working on it for 15 years, you know, like, it's not like, but I mean, somewhere in my head, I was certainly, you know, I couldn't even get beyond 10 hours of motherhood. <laughs> like was, I just <laughs> had to focus. So next, next book will be more expansive. <laughs> okay. Are you already working on another book? I kind a couple things are percolating, but yeah. Yeah.
0: follow the Cat in the Hat cast on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to the Cat in the Hat cast ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or Wondery Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. So (laughs) um, (laughs)
1: what what do you like to read? I like to read a lot of different things and I'm terrible at getting tons of books out at the library and then impulsively asking them to sit, you know, we can, our library is being renovated. So it's extra easy to kind of request books and then go pick them up like you're at a bookstore. And then I don't end up reading them. Maybe one of them I read, but I like reading, I guess, you know, right now, mostly sort of interior, like this book a little bit. Like I like, it's less to me, not all my whole life long, but just right now, Mm -hmm. less about what is happening to a person to the more interesting thing to me is sort of how they're living, Mm -hmm. you know, or how Mm -hmm. they're thinking, how they're coping, how they're reacting to things that have already happened, like how they're moving through. So, you know, Deborah Levy, I was read, or I'm just thinking of books like that, Mm -hmm. that I've read, or like Rachel Cusk, some of those outline, like, but I read those a while ago, but you know what I mean? Like I do like reading that kind of, it's almost like reading personal essays Mm -hmm. in a weird way. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Mm -hmm. Combined with poetry, which I like reading too. (laughs) And of course I love a good plot book, but I'm just trying, just lately, that's the kind of stuff I've been reading. Yes. Poetic musings. (laughs) Yes, I do. It's like, that's sort of where my mind, I can like lock in and go. And I'm glad to just be there.
0: Do you feel like you're really organized when it comes to your private life and your kids and all of that. And like, cause it takes a certain amount of logistical operational efficiencies to have four kids, right? Yes. Do you feel like in that sphere, like, do you feel like in different spheres, you have like different paces or like that your focus zooms in on one for a while? You know, when you were talking about like writing this in batches and like, you know, going back to the kids or like, how
1: does your mind work? Oh my gosh. I don't know how it works. (laughs) I mean, you know, it's like everything is kind of halfway. I don't want to swear, but everything is like half Mm -hmm. or not even half. Everything's just sort of spread thin, which writing wise is okay because you don't want to be too perfectionist. Let's face it. Otherwise you won't get anything done. Do you know what I mean? So I just give it up and try to do what I can and then hope for the best, you know, like even this book, I, I often am amazed that it actually makes sense in a way to people, you know, (laughs) well, I mean, it's just surreal kind of in the same way that raising a kid, is sometimes surreal. It's like, you look and you're like, Oh my God, you're 18 now. And you're, you're a human (laughs) all your own. I don't know. I mean, not it's surreal, but you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's a weird answer. I'm not that inefficient because I've managed to raise kids and I've also managed to write a book and I've managed to teach like I can do it, but not that I'm not super efficient, which I would, I want to applaud you and also say thank you for all of your (laughs) efficiency. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a very sort of reluctant, you know, Instagram, all of that stuff. But when I am, I'm like, go zip. I mean, you're doing awesome and you're like (laughs) killing it as they say. No, but better than that. It's like, You know, with such a sort of light touch, you seem to be getting so much done so efficiently. Thank you. You're welcome. It's not a light. I don't know if it's such a light touch. It's like... Well, I mean, yeah. (laughs) spreading, like touching everything. I guess, you know, when things look easy is the best thing for things to look. So I'm sure it's not easy, but it looks it. Okay. Which brings me back to... It's not efficient. if you could see the look on the face of many of my family when I'm sitting at the dining room table trying to write my book, you know it's like it's like, what the hell is she doing? you know <laughs> <laughs> so it is it is satisfying to have something hard, you know, actually happening like a real novel is being published. Yes, because they didn't I would they were little. They didn't know that I'd written books before. I mean, they'd see them, but you know, whatever, they don't care. Well, they must, they must
0: be proud of you. (laughs) Are they excited? Do they? I I think a little. Yeah. yeah. What advice would you have? (laughs) What what advice would you have for aspiring authors? And like, what would you say if one of your kids decided to be an author?
1: Oh, I would mostly tell like what I tell my students and it's so boring, but just to read a lot and read, 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 and just read and read. And if you want to be an author, you do have to sit down at the dining room table and have people looking at you funny, you know, (laughs) or you just, you do have to, I tell my students that too. It's like the hardest part of writing is actually writing. Mm -hmm. Like you got to sit down and write a lot to accumulate writing or at least sit there. And I don't know. I mean, you've written a book, you know, it's like sitting and thinking you're getting work done. When are you getting work done? You know, what is work? And you know, how much did you write? And is that the thing? You know, what are you measuring? Pages? Are you measuring I don't know. It just feels humiliating sometimes. You know, like I got a good paragraph. You know, it's like, I don't know. But I am an introverted person and I've always kind of compulsively written, I guess. So it's not not a chore, it's sort of a comfort for me.
0: I like that. That's nice. Amazing. Well, this has been really fun. <laughs> I'm really you. glad I could help you fine tune <laughs> your pitching. And, yeah. uh, you know, thank you for for the book. I didn't even like read the sections. That, but anyway, it was a, a beautiful lyrical take mm-hmm. on life. And it's always great to have a new framework for thinking about something, like a new, just like a shift in perspective is, is beautiful and, and welcome, especially thank as you. a fellow mother. And, you know, I'm so happy. I have to say that the days of waking up and nursing are are behind me.
1: Me too. Me too. um, You know,
0: it's nice to read about.
1: (laughs) Yes, I mean the. I don't mean the tedium of it, but I did feel like, why haven't I read a book more about this? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's just not. I mean, I get it. It's you know, I can. I get why, but it does seem like an undervalued in terms of like the kind of, I don't mean high art, but do you know what I mean? The sort of like the literary poetic. Yeah. yeah, Like the, it's intense.
0: Mm -hmm. It's intense. Yeah. I was trying to think of this other book. I felt like it was like an Australian author. I'll think of it.
1: And there are, I mean, I'm thinking of like, you know, department of speculation and Mm -hmm. there's some excellent, like even Lydia Davis has a cool, like, I forget what the title not thoughts with the baby, but something with the baby, right. you know, like, it's yeah. just, I don't know, but I, yeah. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Um, thank you. And uh, I hope to meet you in person. We're not so far apart. So Yes. Yeah. Thanks a lot. I All like right.
1: your library. Thank you. It Thanks. looks
0: so beautiful. Thank you.
1: Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, Debbie. Thanks. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books.